You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS! Welcome, sisters. Thank you. Next. Oh my God, I Thank hate you. that song. <laughs> Next. Why are you always singing when it? When this podcast drops, we will be one day away from the Thank You Next music video. Oh my God, I don't understand. That song is terrible. It is so good. The music video is going to be extraterrestrial. Okay, I don't know about that, but I'll be sure to check out the new Ariana Grande music it's video. Be out of this world is what I. Okay, I see what you're going. I, I get where you're going for there. It's gonna be just beyond. Um, well, you know what it's what she's done. You, Scout, do you like follow E News or or any like pop culture Instagram? How do I know so much more than you? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not following the right people on Instagram. You're not following the right people. Like, I should just I follow People Magazine? No, you need just follow E News. That's all you need. Okay, I'll follow E News. Um, I'll do it right now. Yes, please, because it's just tiring that I get to have these one-sided conversations about. I pop know culture. this song with Ariana Grande. Yes, but you don't know the whole spectacle around the music video that she's doing. So she's recreated. Is it about Pete Davidson? No, she's recreated Mean Girls. Clueless, Legally Blonde, and Bring It On. Okay. Actually, take out Clueless. I think it's just those three. Okay. So, like, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, rom-coms. And she brought back, like, a lot of the um, original casts from these various movies. And she's, like, recreating them. It's, like, she's been dropping little, like, little pellets on her Instagram. Got it. You know. And Aaron Samuels is, you know, super, such a thirst monster. So, he's, like, ready to come back and be Aaron Samuels. She's got a really good PR team. 
Yeah, I mean, literally, this this music video could be shit, and just like the way she's marketed it and the anticipation, it's just gonna be. Okay, I'm Anyways, gonna watch the music on. video. Moving on. Welcome um, to Okay Sis. Welcome this to is okay your. Sis. Are you just repeating everything oh, I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to talk over here. Oh, she just hit herself with the microphone, guys. She just hit her teeth with the microphone. Wow. That was amazing sorry, to watch. I was looking at my notes. <laughs> I was just speaking and I wasn't listening. That was to amazing you. to watch. Okay, if this is your first episode of Okay Sis, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis. Okay, let's do the word of the week. Let's do the word of the week. Okay, the word of the week. Let's hope I'm pronouncing this right. Efflorescence. And it means the period of great prosperity or productivity. And I feel like our guest today, Mariah Smith, examples efflorescence. Exemplifies. Exemplifies. Sorry. Uh, Yes. She's a hustler, man. She is clever. She's charismatic. She's amusing. She runs um, a successful column called Keeping Up with the Continuity Errors about the Kardashian family. And she just recently wrote the cover story for Time Magazine, which is a Mm -hmm. huge deal. About The Hate You Give, which is an awesome movie. Everyone should go see it. But um, I I just loved her her range of writing topics Mm -hmm. and styles Mm -hmm. and... Uh, how she kind of touches in touches in on humor, but also is She's very intellectual, substantive. Yes, I said it right. You did say it right. I'm Thank proud of you. you. Um, we just realized that we've been saying that word wrong this entire podcast, but it's okay. Um, yes, she's she's incredible, you guys. This episode, I mean, it's very Kardashian heavy. I'm just gonna like disclaimer, disclaimer. You guys get to find out who our favorite Kardashian is. It's and very- mine was a big letdown. A huge letdown. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. Um, but before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about motivation. Um, I think as Mads and I have been creating content, now we're pushing out two episodes a week of OK Sis. Premium. Um, premium, pre- content. premium content. Um, content always has to be premium or else it should not exist. OK, that's we can go to the grave with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, Mads, how do you stay motivated to... Um, kind of in in a way, run a small business. You really sprung this question on me. You want me to answer it first? Didn't you, Scout? Because you probably have a thought out answer. No, I'll, I I can start. Oh wait, wait. So how do I stay motivated to yeah. maintain and monitor and yeah, like push out? Okay, sis. Yeah, like some days you might not be feeling your best, or you might want to hide from the world and watch Netflix all day, but you mm-hmm. gotta show up and do a podcast, or you gotta write those emails, or you gotta totally do some Instagram engagement. I mean, for me, and I had texted you this earlier today. The podcast is a cathartic experience for me, yeah. And it it's some it's given me. So, it, we had we've only been doing this for three months, and it's giving me given me. So much more than I anticipated it giving me um, and nourishing me in different ways that I didn't see possible. Um, it doesn't seem like work, I yeah, think, is I the answer. Completely agree the answer with you. is it doesn't seem like work. And I'm not saying the whole, I'm not saying that we don't work hard at it, but to me, it's something that is so natural. Mm-hmm. Our banter and our, our way of speaking and what we have to say. Like, I just feel like I had so much to say and I that uh, I guess has been sort of bottled up. And I, I'm really thankful that people 
Tune in and listen. Tune in and appreciate my psycho thoughts that are going around in circles, but and my advice and my just opinions on the world. So, you know, even though we're small and mighty and we're growing. You're right. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like this really natural thing that we've just embarked upon. And it's kind of just organic the way it's taken off. And I think, though, if people out there are struggling with motivation, something that I always do. I mean, I am seconding everything you just said there. This podcast really doesn't feel like work. I do it pretty naturally and like Mm -hmm. very willingly. But when you do have a bad day or you are stuck because entrepreneurship isn't always up, I think the best way to stay motivated is to just do it. Like, don't give yourself another option. Just plow through and you will find inspiration. And also, I mean, there was one podcast. I remember I came in here and I had a really, really rough day. Yeah, you wouldn't even let me Instagram story you. This was like the... (laughs) That's the that's the barometer of me having a bad day. Is I was scout tra- can't Instagram you story like me. shut it down so fast. So I, I mean, yeah, I came in here with a really shitty attitude. I was not looking forward to it. But you know what? When the guest walks in, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna be a bitch. Or the like, show goes on. The show goes on, and I think that's that's a really exciting thing about us being sisters. And we had talked about this with the um with Bunny, the co-founder of Bloom, like. When you're with your sister, you really don't have to put on a facade. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays to our advantage. Like, of course, in more work settings, you have to be, like, a little more, but like, polished and professional. But with us, like, I can be super raw with you and real. And that helps me to then, like, kind of turn it around. If that makes yeah. sense, right? Like, I was able to kind of wallow and then and be like, yo, don't talk to me right now. Don't don't Instagram story me right now. And then when the guest walks in and you just fucking do it. I also just, I, I follow through with, with engagements. I'm not going to cancel on a guest last minute because we know how shitty that feels for someone to cancel on us or or not in in the podcast, but just like in life too. It's just like, I really admire people who follow through with commitments. I'm not a flaky person. And I, I really devalue people. So I think that's the key to motivation, the follow through, like always be dedicated to the follow through and you will find success. And you will find success. Also, one last thing before we get into the episode with Miss Mariah Smith. Um, I'm going to post a poll on at OKSIS podcast. Should at Mayo with Pizza go public? Yes. yes. Okay, so all, for all of you sisters out there who do not know, I have a Finsta called at Mayo with Pizza, and it's just me eating pizza in my bed. And it's currently on private. It's currently on private. It's very exclusive. I only let select few in on the the world that is Mayo with Pizza. Actually, maybe you should keep it private because it's just like a lot of drunk photos of you. Thanks. But I think that is premium. So we'll do um, a poll. We'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. You know, should I keep the Finsta? Because it's a Finsta. Maybe I want some one realm of my life to be a little private. I'm kind of... But I, I, I should... But my other reasoning is I could take this whole pizza influencer thing to the moon. You could. I could become a pizza influencer and get free Domino's. Oh, my God. Okay, I could so get wait, sponsored. Wait. So Mads was in San Diego staying at my dad's house, and she stumbled home at, like, 1 in the morning. How do you know I stumbled? Um, How do you know? Lee, I Ubered. 
Lee told me the entire story. He was not awake when I and when then I got all home. of a sudden the doorbell rings at two in the morning and my dad is worried and she's like, Oh shit, he heard Maddie come home and then he was like, Oh my god, someone's at the door, something's wrong. So he runs out of bed, he puts on his pants, he runs out of bed, he goes to the door and who is it? Who is it? It's Domino's pizza. <laughs> oh my <I> god. <laughs> I wrote in the app, do not ring the doorbell. Well, they rang the doorbell at 2 o'clock in the I morning. I know. It was so loud. And I was like, fuck. And then um, I ran and got the pizza. And then I, was, I, I noticed dad was getting up. And I was like, shit. Oh my God, so I felt good. so bad. But um, it was delicious. It was needed. Um, it did not cure the hangover that I felt the next day at all, which it usually does. That sucks. That's the whole point yeah, of it. Yeah, it's because I didn't, I didn't drink water. That's what it is. Um. I passed out. <laughs> Okay. Actually, let's just let's move on. Um, let's but yes, get it's into a funny this story. episode. Let's um, Domino's, please uh, sponsor me if I make uh, Mayo Pizza public. And um, now we're going to move on to the podcast because Mariah Smith is a goddess. We're I try- said it this time, not you. I know, but we're we're trying to av- not avoid that word because it's a beautiful word. But we need we need to come up with an, a synonym for that. Okay, That's well, going to be the next word of the week is going to be a synonym for goddess. Okay, deal. Be on the lookout. Okay, sisters, enjoy. Right, enjoy. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. 
Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Mariah Smith is a writer and journalist extraordinaire. You might have seen her articles on The Cut, Time Magazine, and GQ, to name a few. She is obsessed with everything Kardashian and has been known to spot continuity errors in the show. She is also the host of Bustle Breakdown, a web series that talks all about the TV shows we all love to watch. With her finger on the pulse of everything pop culture, Mariah is witty, hilarious, informative, and intellectual. The best mix we can find. Without further ado, Mariah Smith. Oh my God. Hi. That was great. (laughs) How are you, love? I feel so special. I'm doing well. How are you all? Good. So a little backstory. Mariah and I met at Sarah Lawrence College. Yes, long ago. Long ago. I was only there for like a year and a half, but she was... <laughs> I know, but yeah. It was a great year and a half. We were both transfer students. We were both transfer students. We bonded on the first day. That's so insane. I know. How long? When was that? 2010? Yeah, that was 2010. Oh my God. So, and we're I've been old. keeping... And now you're married. And now I'm married. I'm so old. <laughs> Um, we always joke about Scout's age on this podcast. I know. I, I feel <laughs> oh so old. My God. <laughs> but I've loved like watching you over the years. You're totally killing it. Oh, thank you. You're one to talk. You're amazing. You have a whole, it feels like, franchise of your own. Oh, oh my God. We love you. Love it. Okay, so we should do some current fixations. Yes. Yes. Mads, why don't you start us off? Of course I will. Okay, so... This week and essentially every week, I have been obsessed with the TV show Shit's Creek. And I kind of got I kind of got on the bandwagon a little late, but essentially it is a show created by Eugene Levy and his son Dan Levy. And uh, the show is centered around this like former wealthy family that loses all their money and has to move into this rundown motel in this middle of nowhere town called Shit's Creek. And it's about how the family adjusts to the rhythm of the town and the manner of living amongst the locals. And the writing and the characters on this show are immaculate. Like, there's this obvious polarity between the friendly locals and then this privileged family, but the way they assimilate into the culture and also how they interact within their own family unit is just so fucking funny. I recommend, highly recommend it to everyone. It's on Netflix. They just finished season four, and I'm sure they're going to get picked up for another season because it's just, oh, amazing. Is it on Netflix? Yes, I just said that. Are Sorry. All the seasons Thanks on for Netflix? listening. <laughs> yes, all the, season, all the seasons are on Netflix. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> um, it is just 
it's just a pleasure. It is just a goddamn pleasure to listen I've to, only to watch heard it. Great things about it, and every time I like scroll past it, I tell myself I should watch it. And I think I will. You need to just just yeah. take the plunge. You'll get hooked from the first episode. It's it's out of control funny. It's like I've nothing I've ever seen before. Um, I highly recommend it. Okay, and I it's a very watch. bingeable bingeable show. Hmm? Very bingeable. Is that a word? I'm just gonna make it a word. It's not make a word. word. Make it a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay scout okay my um current fixation this week is the book crushing it by gary vaynerchuk um i've spoken a little bit about gary v on this episode i am a huge consumer of his content um i feel like mads probably wouldn't like him because he's a little bit go 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 like don't rest run yourself down to the ground but if you can get over that um kind of sentiment uh, he's super inspirational. He's got gems all around. And this book is basically just stories of how entrepreneurs have made it. And it's kind of cool to read everybody's story about how either they didn't like their life or they were in the dumps or they were down and they turned situations into multi-million dollar companies. So it's kind of great to be able to learn from the best of the best, essentially. So if you're someone who's wanting to start your own thing but feel really stuck this is the book for you um i don't personally feel stuck in my life i feel like i'm progressing forward but if you are someone that really has big dreams but don't know how to execute this book is 100 percent for you yeah i mean wow I, I mean yeah i mean that's that's enough for me to want to look into it i just from what you've said to me scout it just seems like this guy's ethos and approach to life is just not really doesn't really sit with me well yeah, that's that's totally fine totally oh, really? understandable only because mariah um scout had said that he's he's this type of person that's like run yourself run yourself to the ground work so hard that you don't take any time for yourself like don't no days off like that type of like really oh, God, really yeah. intense and of course work hard and we had talked about this previously mm-hmm. on the on the podcast it's just like i don't know for personally i don't believe I don't believe that you can achieve great things and reach your potential without taking time for yourself and to recharge. So, yeah, I feel like I used to feel like the his way, like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And then recently I'm like, OK, you need a good balance, like work super hard. But also you'll be a better worker if you have time for yourself. Exactly. That's what that's what I preach, too. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like. Yeah, but are you? But you're okay with that? I I'm guess. so okay. With I just, that. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed of people who, who run themselves to the ground and just like don't understand why they're unhealthy and then why they're not exactly. like uh, why you know I'm like okay you're doing this to yourself I don't know there's a I'm with you there's I'm a lot kind to of be a said. workaholic though so yeah that could that could also be true yes that's <laughs> very true okay Mariah uh, is it my turn? yes it's your turn what's your current fixation. Okay, I have two. Okay. One is 90 Day Fiance, the television <gasps> show oh on God, we, uh, TLC. You're, you're the second person For, to come on our podcast and tell wait, us we need to watch I, I this show. I think I knew. I was like, oh, my God, I feel like someone else did. But it, uh, oh it, my God. we're all going to be better for it because <laughs> I didn't listen to my friend's family when they told me to watch it. And randomly, a few weeks ago, I watched the first episode in the most recent season or the current season. And I have never seen television like this in my life. The people are, some people seem to be incredibly dumb, but some incredibly smart. 
and you wonder why everyone is participating in this show <laughs> and in the marriages. It's just fascinating. Oh, my um, God. But other than that, my other fixation is, so I'm a famously, I only drink white wine and rosé. Yeah. And I currently, yes, this week I've actually just gotten into red wine. Ooh. So that's my new, uh, I think I'm drinking Pinot Noir. That's my new vibe for the mm. winter I'm going to try. Um, and it's been treating me pretty well. So if you're not a red wine drinker already, dive in and it'll be good. Lean in, lean into the red. I need, wine. I need lean that, into the red. I need the motivation because oh. I'm a, such a white wine girl. I used to be, I used to be like strictly white wine. Even when I ate like meat out, people were like, yeah. "Why the fuck are you ordering white wine? That's disgusting." And now I don't know what switched, but I had a really good red wine. And if you have like a very dry, like Scout, you like Sauvignon Blanc, so you'll probably mm-hmm. need a dry red wine, yeah. and you'll like it. Like, it's probably just because you've been drinking no. shitty red wine. No, 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 that's not it. I started drinking red wine once, and it hurt my stomach so much, and I tried to drink red wine again, and my stomach, like, was killing me, and then I was like, I think red wine is trying to poison me. Okay, so... Well, yeah, I was the type of person, like, at wine tastings, I would either pour my red wine out, or adamantly be like do not give me any red wine or else i will basically sue because that's how much (laughs) how against it i was but now i'm trying to you know open it up but i've also been drinking like cheap red wine so maybe i'm just still enjoying cheap alcohol too much and my body is just like we'll take what we can get (laughs) oh my god you are amazing i think the other thing i didn't like that i couldn't get on the boat for with uh, red wine was that it served warm like room yes. temperature. So yeah. that's that's what turned me off for so long. I'm like, why the fuck would I drink warm alcohol? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well now but I drink now I drink room whiskey. Temperature, but... Like lukewarm. It's like stuff it's yeah. the temperature you're we're basically taught not to accept in our lives. Exactly. It's like you want cold or, you know, a warm, hot drink in exactly. the winter. There's really no in between. Yeah. But once you get over that, it's like, oh, it is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'll... I feel like a fancy girl doing it yeah yeah i'll jump on this bandwagon thanks (laughs) okay so let's jump right in we want to talk we want you to talk a little bit about how you first got started into writing where did all of this begin oh god um so it basically all started as a joke um i was i also working tv and when i was working right out of college as a production assistant on a show called best week ever we had to watch tv like all day um and the shows i was assigned to were keeping up with the kardashians and um steve harvey's show which like steve harvey i absolutely hate him so that was basically a death sentence but with the kardashians i obviously had known about them and i followed them and i loved chloe and i like i appreciated them as a group and i would watch the show whenever i caught it but watching it every day or every week for work i would notice these little continuity errors and then I also became like very attached to them um and my roommate at the time and I I was like oh I'm gonna do a tumblr about their continuity errors just for you and us basically or for you and me basically and then and if people like it that'll be funny and by the end of the week I'll want five people to look at it um and by the end of the week I think there was like seven thousand people who had seen it and were like asking for me to do it again uh, so I did it again, and then, like, news outlets picked it up, and I started writing for, um, I think it started on Defamer, which was, like, a gawker website, 
then Jezebel, and now it's on the cut, uh, New York Magazine, and that it's been there for, I think, a couple or a few years. Um, and then with that, I just became a free, I just started writing, like, entertainment or culture essays, and now I'm a full-time freelance writer, so I I still don't consider myself a writer or a journalist because I think it's offensive to people who actually set out to do that with their lives, um, but it just sort of thankfully fell into my lap. No, but you are a writer. Don't don't diminish yourself. Oh, God. I love it. No, but okay. So talk more about about the keeping up with the continuity errors. Mm-hmm. Like exactly what is it? What do you break down? What kind of format does it look like for people who don't know? So basically, it's seen. You know how in an episode, like we'll say one of the most recent episodes when Chloe had her baby, True. So it's it, it's trying to like paint a picture. So I'm trying to I, what I'm breaking down is. If there's a scene where Kim and Courtney are talking about what it, what it will be like in the delivery room and speculating if they'll want to like hit Tristan or if Chloe will have a good delivery, I'll see if that scene was actually filmed before Chloe went into labor or after Chloe went into labor and mm. basically was filmed as a filler scene to help even out the storyline. Because uh, when I first started doing continuity errors, they basically had a lot of storylines that didn't connect whatsoever. Um, and when I first started, I was, I was most interested in a couple of scenes when Chloe was with Lamar, she was talking to Kim about maybe adopting a baby. And that was when Kim was pregnant with North and she was visibly pregnant, had brown hair. And then in a scene after that, they were like, so yesterday we were talking about you wanting to adopt, but Kim had blonde hair and a pillow over her stomach. And I was like, wait a second, Kim got that blonde hair when North was like two months old. And so I looked up the dates and luckily there was an image of Kim in that same look like out, you know, out and about in L.A. And I put together that those scenes were filmed months apart, but they were talking about whatever they were talking about. Like it was filmed within a day of one another. Um, So that was just fascinating. (laughs) So it's like everyone knows reality TV has is contrived and like obviously you have to set up storylines and everything like that. But I was I had noticed that not many no one online was talking about the continuity errors in shows and especially one of the most popular reality shows so i thought why not do it oh my god that is so genius i can't even tell you you has, should join oh, the fbi you. yeah you really should join the fbi has any of the well the thing is my when i was a kid my i like was my family's spy like i love harry the spy i love uncovering secrets that's my favorite thing that's because i hate being lied to that's what it all basically boils down with too have any of the kardashians reached out to you well, here's what's funny. I uh, I think when I was like, I want to say a few years ago, people from their PR team and from Jenner Communications and some of their publicists started following me on Twitter and Instagram. And I would sometimes get emails from like their team saying, uh, you got this date wrong, but it wasn't wrong. They were just trying to like cover their errors. Mm. Um and but I've met Chloe and Kim and both of them didn't really very nice people beautiful so nice but both of them they didn't know what continuity errors were like Chloe thought it was a good thing um so I don't know if they themselves like exactly know but I know that their teams do that's incredible that's so funny yeah okay so who is your favorite Kardashian I have to give it up for the OG, Chris. 
Oh, she is the original Kardashian. Even her um, stationery still says Chris Kardashian. Like she's not oh going into the Jenner name. And she, I think, is a full-blown genius and set up all of her kids for life. Oh, yeah. she And her grandkids. Yeah, she's running the whole thing. There is nothing that right. we see in the media that she has not put her hands on. Exactly. But yeah. after her, I'll say Chloe is my favorite, too. Who's your favorite, Mads? Um, Scott. Oh, <laughs> recently, Scott is just so fucking funny. He's got his shit together. Does he now? Yeah, he's dating Sophia. Oh my God. Well, he doesn't I actually mean... has his shit together, but I don't know. He's him and Chloe. Okay, no, actually, sorry, sorry. Him and Chloe together are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Just like Kardashian duo, like extraordinary. They are so funny together and just they have yeah. this energy and Scott's just like, He's just down to clown. I don't know. I love that him. That is true. He's like, I'm living my life, and I, he knows he is basically one of the – he has a terrible lifestyle, yeah. but he knows that. And I do think he is a good dad, although there were a few times when he forgot his children's birthdays, oh, but <laughs> we'll let him slide on that we'll let him slide. We'll let him slide. I don't know who Scott, my favorite is. who's your is. favorite? I think I have to go with Kendall. What? What? No! She's my least favorite. No, Kendall I'll tell you why. People, Kendall would be on the bottom of the I'll list. tell you Redeem why. Redeem yourself, Scout. No, I want to tell you why. Because she's the only one that really kind of created a career for herself that wasn't so Kardashian-based. Yeah. Well, I, well, well. Here's, here's where I'm going to tell you you're wrong on that one. Her recent um, statements about how she's used her Kardashian fame to not do like the regular model path like she was saying that she doesn't have to grind and do all these runway shows outside of fashion weeks because she's kendall jenner and like her career went straight to that simply because of the kardashians yeah but i just like how she kind of took a detour you know what i mean she kind of went the other way okay i mean it's still and i love her i love her style yeah, she's good. Her style. style is getting better. The only thing um, I the the thing I will respect about her is when she did the the Victoria's Secret fashion show the first time she did it, she made sure that not one Kardashian was invited or was there because she right. wanted it for herself. Like it was something right. she was See? like, I accomplished this and I don't want it to be associated with my family at all. Like this is That's for me. That's why I like her. And they still don't mm-hmm. go to this day. They've never got none of them have ever gone to the Victoria's Secret fashion show. That's what I like about show. her that she kind of branched out on her own. Yeah, she is. She mm-hmm. I think she. I think she does, and she does take it really seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hate just, I hate Kylie. I can't deal, guys. Or I can't. I actually am impressed with Kylie in turn. Like, I think that I feel so sad in my spirit for how she felt the need to completely alter her appearance as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I think she's built an incredible empire and like even made Kim want to have a cosmetics line that never is going to do as well as Kylie's. She basically changed the face of what, it, of makeup of mm-hmm. like modern day makeup. And she's a, almost a billionaire, not self-made as Forbes would say, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I like her. I think she's still, there's like a different Kylie behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, she posted this video where she's like trying to get Stormy to say Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah. And my sisters and I were so obsessed because her voice sounded different. It sounded real and like a little bit lower and not as 
sort of ditzy, I would say. I totally and I'm like, agree. Oh, she's a completely different person when cameras are not. Yeah. Oh, so you mean that she wasn't herself in Life of Kylie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but that, I think that her, she was like completely not herself because she was pregnant and didn't want them to know. Yeah, that was such a weird timing. Why would she mm-hmm. sign on to do that show when she literally got pre- like was pregnant right then? Well, she signed on, and then, like, when they first started filming, that's when she got pregnant. Yeah. Which is so insane that she's pregnant, or that she's a kid. I know. it's. I can't even think about it. I I was thinking the other day, I was like, when will I fully accept the fact that Kylie Jenner is a mother? I still don't. I I still can't wrap my head around it. It's ridiculous. And it's like, I know that she doesn't need or owe it to anybody to be a role model, but she is a role model, and she's basically putting Mm -hmm. thoughts into 19-year-old girls' head that they can have a kid, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you have, it's like, oh, I have a job, I can have a kid. And it's like, well, no, no. you don't have a job that's <laughs> basically you. part-time but makes you billions of dollars. Exactly, exactly. There's okay. a difference. Yeah. Okay, so I, I um, want to shift real Yeah, quick. Let's, let's shift from the Kardashians, even though we could probably talk, talk about, about this all day. All day. Yeah. I want to shift and talk about, you recently wrote the cover article for Time Magazine, on Amanda mm-hmm. Stenberg, all about starring in the Hate You Give, a movie about police brutality. We want to hear everything. How did you get that assignment? What was Amanda like? And just tell us all the deets. Oh, awesome. So I, um, how did that happen? So there's an editor that I follow, that we follow each other on Twitter. And I think when I got the call, he basically was like, we want someone to do this um, piece with Amanda and about this movie, which is very heavy obviously mm-hmm. but we don't want it to we don't want the piece to be completely sappy and sad they want to inject some levity to it and like i'm a comedian and so whatever i write i think and i hope has some humor in it um and that's sort of what they not necessarily like making it funny but with the interview making it more personable and like my biggest thing when i was going into the interview i follow amanda on instagram and i absolutely was obsessed with her before this And I had always been upset that people painted her as this, like, super serious young activist when she's only 19 and obviously probably does everything regular 19-year-olds do. Um, So the interview, we met at La Colombe and one of them in New York, and then I went with them to the cover shoot, but I didn't know it was the cover until that day. Wow. Thankfully, (laughs) until after the interview. Um, And I had never done a cover story before. But, uh, so I, and like Amanda, I was absolutely shocked. She's very smart, but also talks like a teenager and it's very normal. Mm -hmm. Um, and absolutely stunning. Like when they were doing test shots, she didn't have any makeup on. Her hair wasn't done and they looked perfect. And when they like the photo editor and the photo team, they honestly thought for a second, like maybe we should just stop now because (laughs) like there's no way that her that she can get more beautiful but she did um and like she brought her own clothes to the shoot uh she just was her and nice to everyone and but still also a little bit shy Mm -hmm. uh but I really I like I really 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 liked her and she's so She's chill. She makes you want to be 19 again. Oh, my God. That's so sick that you don't even know it was on the cover, and then all of a sudden you're on the yeah. cover of Times Magazine. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, sh- I mean, yeah, Amanda, I, I saw the movie last week, and, I mean, her performance. It's a gut-wrencher. It's a yeah. gut-wrencher. Her performance, obviously so powerful, but 
Mm-hmm. And she, and she kind of touches on it in your article that like it it you know she didn't feel scared or intimidated by the circumstance and by the story, and I was so surprised um, reading your article about how, on how like well informed, grounded, articulate, like a, articulate like what a maverick yeah. like she's yeah. I mean I don't know I I, I guess I. I thought, yeah, too, that she was this just like nineteen year old actress, and obviously the 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 character she plays is amazing and well rounded. But to see her as an individual as well portrayed in your article, I think you you really hit it on the nail. Where you oh, put in you. that life within it, where you it wasn't too sappy because yes, the the um, subject matter of the of the book and the and the movie is is very intense and obviously After important. I saw the movie. I was crying in the street and i yeah. for the first time in my life went to a bar and ordered a martini oh my god wow. I, like, I am stressed oh. exhausted sad and i don't know what to do with this movie but oh i told everyone they had to go see it i started ball i've only i haven't seen it but when i saw the trailer i started bawling oh scott you gotta it see is, it uh, it literally is hard to watch just because you know like when i was watching it at the beginning I I watch TV and read books weird. I read spoilers for everything because I get oh. stressed out like at the drop of a hat. But <laughs> during the movie, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be a good ending. And I was like, oh, no, it's not because it's so modern. And it's about a police killing a black man. And it's like there's never a good ending with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably the saddest part. I was like, no matter what happens in the movie, I know that the police won't get arrested. All that stuff. Totally. Um, what do you think about Common in the movie? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> His character—I just like uh, I didn't understand. I didn't get it. Okay. I, I don't think anyone did. Yeah, I was like, okay, they could have gotten just for me. I was like, you could have just gotten any no-name actor because having yeah. him in that role was more of a a thing. Like it, it made just, it more of a yeah. thing. Like it was just like what? It was just very weird. <laughs> It was very weird. Was it's like not only... having Lady Gaga in the, in the stars yeah. born. So it's like that's completely you get it. But yeah. having him in that very minor role. So but strange. having it but it being that sort of important, it's just yeah. weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that was my only critique of the movie. I was just yeah. like, what's okay, common, get out of here. And <laughs> okay, I love I KJ t- Appa because I love Riverdale. My sister and I are oh, obsessed God. with Oh god, okay, but he was he was whack in that movie. In- he was <laughs> terrible. He was so but bad. I still support him in everything he yeah. does. He could just sit on a curb and <laughs> scream obscenities, and I would love him. Yeah, that that scene. I don't want to ruin it for for a scout, but the scene in the limo, I just mm. it aggravated me so much. I really didn't think it was going to be resolved in the way that it was, and. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it happened in the book, but I was like, wait, what? No. Oh, yeah, I have to see yeah. this movie. Yeah, sorry. I do need to read the book. Oh, uh, yeah. I probably have to read the book, too. Um, but I really hope she gets nominated for an, for an Oscar. I, I, I would hope so. I think but... I think it's looking that way. People are really raving about her. Good. Yeah, I want her to I want her to succeed in every possible way. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on. You have so many. You're such a multi-hyphenated woman. So next, oh let's talk about um, the bustle breakdown. Or is it? Yeah, yeah the bustle breakdown. So tell yes. us, like, what can we expect from it? What are you doing for it? Um, so basically, it's just like I I believe it's going to be monthly as we're starting out, and it's just a space. And for me, I love all kinds of TV. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't watch a show, I read about it because I don't like not knowing what's happening in pop culture. Um, 
But it's basically me talking to people who either I know that are friends of mine from the industry or comics who really have a passion about certain shows um, or other podcast hosts about whatever show is super popular. Like one of the next ones might be Riverdale or uh, Vanderpump Rules, which is an amazing show. And things that people get like sort of stanny over and what you're completely obsessed with TV-wise and just a moment to freak out about it in a safe space. Um, So just fun and get your mind off of every terrible thing in the world. (laughs) Where can we find it? Or what what is it going to look like? On bustle.com and on YouTube, Facebook, and we're going to start putting them on IGTV. That is amazing. You are like so, I'm going to use one of our word of the weeks, multifarious, and you've really broken out in a few different mediums, TV, YouTube, um, writing. What advice would you give to others looking to break into the digital media sphere? What advice? I would say my biggest thing is just put your stuff out there. And that's what is what held me back when I was first starting out. It's like you have to, if you have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, post about everything you're doing. Because if you don't post about it, people won't know. And you have to be annoying about it in a way. Um, Because you never know who is going to come across your stuff and you never know who is going to say oh I saw this random thing online whether it's a video something you wrote a podcast anything and try to find even though pop culture and media is very oversaturated try to find something that you're passionate about that hasn't been talked about before or find an interesting way to talk about something that people are always talking about like if you if you love Riverdale, everyone talks about the relationships, but maybe people aren't talking about like those twin babies on it. Like you can talk about the children of Riverdale, just something very niche. That's what people like nowadays. Um, and reach out to people. Like I will be the first person to look up someone's email online, personal or work, and email them and say I would like to work with you. This is my resume, and give let them know about myself and try to put myself out there. And if it gets a response it gets a response if it doesn't it doesn't i love what you said and it's interesting because in the book um my current fixation crushing it by gary v he talks all about how you have to create a personal brand for yourself so you have to be active on twitter instagram facebook Mm -hmm. reaching out retweeting commenting liking because you never know who's going to see a piece of your information Um, i'll also say consistency also like you have like i love twitter but it's not People who know me in real life, part of it is a lot of how I am in real life, but also not necessarily me, like, just waking up in the morning. Um, But, you know, have a consistent voice online. And people, like, for better or worse, everyone's going to, like, people really don't care about your degree anymore. They're going to look up your Instagram and Twitter and see if you're a normal, smart person who they'd want to work with, whether it's over email or in an office or on a show. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for a while. Do you think we need to get on Twitter? What are your thoughts around Twitter? Um, I So I've had Twitter since I was in high school, and I was like one of the very early adopters getting text messages of tweets from celebrities on my phone, and like that was my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I think that Twitter, it's, it's changed a lot. It's a good space to create community, and there are people who I know solely for meeting them on Twitter who either are writers as well or work in the same industry as I'm in or just fun people that I ended up following and they ended up following me back and we'll like DM and discuss but I think Twitter is a good space to 
it's just a good space to have your not opinions known but your voice known because instagram you don't get much of someone's personality rather than on stories sort of but twitter it's a better place to show your personality and like how you sort of are in real life i feel like i think everyone should have a twitter yeah i feel like writers are really big on twitter because it um you guys are able i mean Everyone can do this, but I think writers especially are gifted at those kind of witty one-liners and those really, like, concise opinions. And, and yeah, so I, I, I feel Should like we get on really... Twitter, Maz? I mean, sure. You're down? Yeah, I, I've never had a Twitter. I've never even wow. – I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> but I'm sure we could learn. We can adopt. We're adoptable. It's very fun, and I do get most of my news from Twitter. Um, and it – is very, it's up to date on everything that's happening in the world, which is another thing that I really love yeah, about it. Yeah, that is true. Okay, we're getting on Twitter. Okay, well, let's do it. Yeah, I, I, you can, have to. I can, I can spew out some like witty, oh, okay, yeah, sis can. shit. I do yeah, that in our can. captions. <laughs> I could do it. Okay, I'm down. It's a good project for me. Um, okay, so what does a day in the life look for you? Because I know that you're a writer, you're a freelancer, there's probably just like a multitude of jobs you have to do at once. So how do you kind of divvy up your day and what does it look like? Oh God, it, I will say that no day looks the same. Um, I, if I, so on Mondays when I do Kardashian stuff, it's fully focused on rewatching the show, breaking out scenes, like doing my research and that can take a full day at times. Um, so that's what I'm totally focused on then. But during a regular day, I try to, if I'm not working on something I have to like send into an editor, I'll work on my own writing and catch up on shows and sort of like scour the internet for interesting celebrity news in case something pops up that I'd want to write about. Um, and basically just finding a way to write, uh, and like exercise and chill which is totally my current life now absolutely Um, because I used to work in offices and like I love being on set and working in tv but I'm my personality personality doesn't really lend itself to office environments Mm -hmm. and like I've always had issues with authority I don't like being told what to do Uh, so being able to work for myself is really key and I know I'm I'm best at night so sometimes I'll work from like 5 p.m to 1 a.m so I can have the full day free because I know that's when I do my best writing Mm. uh and I just try to listen to my body and listen to what I want to do and like get rest and be just healthy that's my biggest thing like having a good that's like you said like having a good balance between work and Mariah time. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things to do self-care wise? I love getting massages. Um, I I always like every two weeks I do the Manny Petty thing. Um, I am, uh, I like to take walks. My favorite thing is like either I live uptown in Manhattan, either walking like all the way downtown or if I'm working downtown, walking all the way uptown, Mm. I just absolutely love listening to music and walking, especially in the fall. That is my happy place. Um, or doing like cardio fitness, dance, cardio fitness. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just fun stuff. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite TV show right now? Other than Riverdale and Kardashians? Um, favorite. So I said 90 day, but other than that, right. Yeah. 
I will say my favorite TV show, hands down, and I watch at least two or three episodes a day is Law and Order SVU. Oh my god, I can't do it. I can't. I get it so is, scared. I it relaxes me like none other. That is crazy. It's it puts me on my, my hyper like, alert. It's like a security blanket for me. You're like my roommates. They are obsessed. They'll they'll be like they'll watch like a couple episodes a day, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. We just got. We didn't grow up on it. No, we like, didn't. They. It's like people who grow up on Friends. Like it's a certain like household that puts it. I don't know what it what is. What did you guys grow up on? What did we grow up on? Uh, the Big Lebowski. No. What? <laughs> no, that's not a show. I know because we didn't grow up on shows. No, but like, yeah, I guess. Survivor. We used to watch Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> yeah, but that didn't stand the test of time. Yeah, but we really were into no, but, Survivor. But for instance, like I will, I watched Friends later down on the line, and like I'll watch that a thousand yeah. times. I'll watch like a mm-hmm. thousand episodes. But um, yeah, yeah SBO, order scares me. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is about it, but well, also <laughs> when I was a kid, I'm the youngest of three girls, and my dad, when we were younger, both my parents worked in academia, but my dad always was like, you can learn from media. So they actually encouraged us to watch TV. And if like when I was, I think five and my sisters were seven and nine, we really wanted to watch like Austin Powers or MTV Spring Break. And my dad would say, okay, you can watch it, but we all have to talk about it afterwards, like have a discussion about it afterwards. So whatever we watched as kids, we would basically talk about it sort of intellectually. And I think that's what led my sisters and I into our careers. All of us work in media. Um, he, really, he really paved I, the way. Yeah, that was like our foundation growing up, even though we didn't have cable until I was in like middle school. So, wow, that's that's yeah. an amazing parenting tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Yeah. And if like we didn't, if there was something we really didn't want to talk about, I think it was like that movie maybe jawbreaker or wild thing or something where we really wanted to watch it, but it's like a bunch of sex in it. Mm-hmm. We're like, we don't want to talk about that. So, <laughs> so you won't watch it. Oh, that's, Oh, maybe that's, that's what it was. Maybe that's why yeah. he did it. That's really smart. Actually. <laughs> it seems like he really prepped you for your career. Yeah. And I don't, and like, I, I wonder, I never have asked him if they knew we would get into something like this. Cause we all performed. And I think that made sense. But, uh, None of us knew what we're doing now are, were actual careers until we got into it. Okay, so I know that you don't identify yourself as a journalist, but you really mm-hmm. have made a name for yourself as a journalist. I kind of want to know, you. do you identify yourself as an entrepreneur? Oh, God. Um, I would say I'm like a – here's the thing. I think I would only because – I like doing my own thing. Like when I was a kid, I would sell candy bars at church just because. And I would, when I I started a while ago selling these sweatshirts with my name on it, just because I basically do whatever is on my mind and try to find a way to make money off of it. Um, So I guess in that sense, I am, but I'd love to be like a real entrepreneur and build an actual business. But you're, you are your business. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. And I do talk to, like, friends of mine who are actors and other freelancers. You're like, yeah, I am my business, which is good and bad, but good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, this was unbelievable. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Mariah. I'm – 
Wait, can we find the keeping up with the uh, or keeping up with the continuity errors on the cut every single yes. week? Oh my god! Yeah. Wow, every amazing. Week when the Kardashians, when they're airing, or like any Kardashian, basically offshoot, it's gonna be there. Amazing! I will be there. I will be there for sure. <laughs> I'll Thank be there. You. I will be there as well. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you. Find all your different projects. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at, at Mariah, M-R-I-A-H, and on Instagram at Mariah, 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 or my website, Mariah, Mariah, Mariah.com. <laughs> and that's usually where all of my stuff is posted. Incredible. <laughs> um, everyone can find me at Maddie Mayo, M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. And everyone can find me at Scout Sobel, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L, and OKSIS Podcast at OKSIS Podcast. Thank you, sisters. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together 